0: This is a special edition of the John Krasinski Show because we do have a special guest, Chris Hein, the outstanding beat writer covering the Timberwolves for the Minneapolis Star Tribune, my colleague, of course. And you know John. John writes for The Athletic, covers the Timberwolves and the NBA. This is the John Krasinski Show on TalkNorth.com. We recommend subscribing to your favorite podcast app to listen. It's free. It's easy. And thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. All right, gentlemen, uh, first topic of the day, Anthony Edwards uh, decides to videotape or some people uh, makes a homophobic comment, posts it on social media. Uh, now the Timberwolves, the NBA, and the Timberwolves are cracking down on him. I don't think we have a penalty yet, uh, but you know, I'm just going to throw this out. And by the way, I'm going to moderate, but you guys feel free to talk to each other and, and leave me out of it too. You're you're the experts on the topic here, uh, John. Why don't you start with just what you take away from what Anthony did and how it's going to be handled.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, I think most people who are listening to this podcast have seen and, and probably heard the comments, uh, that he made. Uh, it's not something that we want to reproduce in print or, or, or put on the airwaves here. Um, but the tone and for me, as, as someone watching it, um, the tone with which he delivered the comments, was certainly very upsetting um disappointing, hurtful, all of those things and there's obviously been a ton of discussion about it over the last day and a half, two days. Um, there's been a lot of attention toward it. Anthony Edwards has issued one apology. Tim Connolly issued a statement on Monday uh, kind of denouncing the remarks as well. I imagine that there will be more steps to follow here, Um, but for a player who through the first two plus seasons of his career has lived a very charmed life from a public perception standpoint, uh, this obviously has tarnished, you know, his image has, uh, you know, hurt a lot of people and I think has, has, has people looking at him In a different light in in some ways and one of the reasons that we you know i really wanted to get chris on um well many of the reasons but is to bring his perspective into this and um i can say you know what i thought and what i felt in 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 listening to him uh make those remarks but um chris is you know an openly gay writer Uh, he's a good friend of ours and Um, And so from a the vantage point of someone who has covered Anthony Edwards very closely over the last couple of years, but also who just has the perspective of someone who, um, you know, who is for all intents and purposes, a a target of, of comments like that. Chris, I just wanted to give you the floor and and really kind of, you know, you want to share your thoughts on you know what you saw and what kind of what you're feeling uh, uh, about this whole situation right now and maybe give people an idea of of what you know what those comments can really mean when when you see them out in public like this
2: yeah so i you know when i first saw the video on it was sunday late late morning early afternoon um a, a fellow uh gay sports writer person who works on media was the one who sent it to me Um, I listened to it and it, you know, in some ways it hit, hit hit like a gut punch, you know, quite frankly. Um, you know, this is not just personally speaking, I've been a sports writer now for 12, 13 years, and this is not the first time I've encountered something like this in my career. Um, I had an incident uh, when I covered the Chicago Blackhawks where a player directed an anti-gay slur toward an official during a game. And he got suspended for it. Uh, that was Andrew Shaw in 2016, um, and you know that that happened in the playoffs. So there was a lot of attention around that that particular moment. Um, um, what I what I fear with this moment is that the the significance of it and you know the discourse around it is going to diminish what happened and what he said, and that you know. I, I think and I think me and and, and a lot of people um, who, you know, both in the Twin Cities and outside who have texted me about this, gay friends of mine who have texted me about this over the last couple of days are worried that it's just going to be like, look, he's just going to he's going to put out a statement. He's going to apologize. The NBA is going to slap him on the wrist with a fine. He's going to move on. And then that's going to be it. You know, there's there's not going to be much accountability going on here. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's one of the chief worries here is those those words were very hurtful to a group of people. Um, you know, personally, for me, I I have tried to in my career act and, and be a certain way in, in this profession, because you never know with people you're dealing with, how they're going to feel or about you being gay, if that's going to change your relationship with them. Um, and it's it's a phenomenon that a lot of that a lot of gay people have uh, you know it's kind of like a professional closet in a way where we, we can live openly in one in one way of our lives um, but you know in our work lives potentially you have to hide it a little more and, and to kind of stifle some parts of ourselves on the off chance that people were dealing with might hold attitudes So things like this only reinforce that kind of thinking which, I've tried to get away from it in my career, but it just it just you know it keeps <laughs> popping up every now and then. Where you see this in the sports world, where you see homophobic language being used by athletes. And Anthony Edwards is not the only NBA player in recent years to use homophobic language. Well, we saw Kevin Durant last year get fined for it. Uh, Nikola Djokic a few years ago. Um, back in the day, Kobe Bryant about you know a decade ago, Rajon Rondo. Um, you know, and it doesn't, it isn't just limited to the, to the NBA either. Um, so I think, I think the biggest thing going forward here is how are the Timberwolves and Anthony going to show that they have learned from this or show that Anthony has learned from this? Cause I think that is the biggest thing that we would want to see in the, kind of in the LGBT community is, you know, recognizing the harm that, that actions like this can have and hopefully trying to do something to move on from it. Not that, you know, it, I, I hate the term cancel culture. It's not, I don't think that that's, that's a healthy term to use. Um, but one of the things that I think you need to show in a situation like this is real accountability and remorse. And, you know, every year the Timberwolves hold a pride night, that could be an opportunity to to maybe do some things and, and reach out to the community, to a, to a marginalized community that has traditionally not felt welcome in the sports world. So, you know, I, there's it's a very it's a very complicated, complex issue. A lot of tentacles to it. Um, and, you know, frankly, still trying to wrap my head fully around kind of the impact of what he said the other day. Yeah. And Chris, and
1: I, look, look, one thing that I've been trying to think about here is. um the path forward a little bit. And, you know, I I don't expect you to have a 10 point plan to, to be, you know, kind of enacted here, but what do you think you, what do you want to hear, I guess, or what do you want to see happen that might at least give you some sort of, um, you know, uh, feeling that, Anthony Edwards is taking this seriously is, you know, having some reflection and that this isn't going to be a situation where, you know, he just, he he put out a tweet and apologize and we're moving on like nothing really happened.
2: Yeah. That's, that's hard to say. Um, yeah. You know, and, and that, that in itself can be a, a, an issue where, you know, but like, let's say he were to try to do some sort of work or, or, or You know, in the LGBTQ community, well, well, you know, there are some people based on what he said that might not welcome that, that wouldn't feel comfortable with him. You know, venturing into that world, Um, they weren't in the aftermath of my the previous incident I encountered in my career. Andrew Shaw, for instance, the NHL the next season um, instituted kind of an LGBTQ ambassadorship um, with the league and every team had a representative that was kind of its, its quote unquote LGBTQ ambassador that was supposed to promote, um, you know, acceptance, uh, in the locker room. And Andrew Shaw was one of those people. Um, and that was one of the ways that he was trying to, to make amends and give back. Well, some people had an issue with that. I personally did not. Cause I thought it was, I thought it was, a good thing that he was trying to get involved and and learn from his mistake but there were some people and their feelings were very valid that's like no i don't want him anywhere near this issue you know um so i i think there's got to be at least at the very least there's got to be more than a statement like on media day or whenever he speaks publicly in front of a camera again there should be some sort of address or statement where you can see his face, read his body language. He fields a couple questions about it um, and what he's learned, I think more than a tweet that, 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 at least is, is the first step is you can't just hide behind a statement. You, you got to come out in front of a camera and say something genuine and from the heart. Um, so that, that would be the first step I would say.
1: I, I do. I'm, I'm curious, Chris, about, mm-hmm how he's going to handle this just in terms of he, like we, we, I kind of said at the start of the pod, like, look, he's been a darling, right? A media darling. Yep. He's, you know, he's had, you know, he could do no wrong in some cases just with his post game press conferences with, you know, some of the, uh, the, the way that, you know, he is kind of out there on social media and Instagram and all of this stuff. And, and I think he charmed a lot of people and I mean, I'm, I'm included in it. I I really enjoyed sure. um, yeah, me you know, too. kind of Absolutely. seeing him do Yeah. Seeing him kind of come into this light. So I wonder how he is going to handle now, like real scrutiny. This isn't like, Hey, aunt, why did you miss this shot? Or, Hey, um, you know, aunt, you, you know, where were you on that defensive possession? You made this mistake. Like this isn't that, I think that there's going to be more, pushback and blowback on him from a public perception standpoint for a little while here. And it's going to be, I don't know, um, instructional and just like who he is as a person as how he handles some of this real scrutiny. That's going to come his way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think one of the things that I, that we've both, you know, report on and learned is, you know, he, he seems a very different from from a lot of people that we've covered he he seems like he is a very uh, a person who holds a lot of power over people in the room when he enters a room mm-hmm. and he can be a very persuasive and charismatic person and he's used that to enrich people's lives around him even when he was a kid enriching the lives of adults around him with his attitude with mm-hmm. with his demeanor with his character um he's he's a person who who really can affect attitudes and emotions in a way that, you know, not a lot of people can. Um, And you're right. It's going to be, it's going to be the first real kind of test for him, at least off the court. Um, How does he handle this? You know, does it become a thing where, you know, some fans have to make a bargain with themselves uh, when it comes to, to rooting for him? Um, If he doesn't, you know, show, uh, you know, any, what any, any, accountability or remorse um you know we know that the internet culture can be very toxic so you know i've seen people in the replies and in my email inbox defending what he said um saying it's not a big deal um it is a big deal you know what's it it, it's a very big deal what he said and it's a multi-step process to amending that um and you know the only way you can do that is by being remorseful by realizing what ch- what you said and trying to r- remedy the hurt that it caused in, in whatever way you can.
0: Uh, more on this in a second. We may mention some basketball as well, but I really want to thoroughly talk about this topic. Uh, thanks to our sponsors. Let's take care of some business here really quickly. TSR Injury Law, you know the deal. 612 TSR Time, if you are injured, you need good help. They will help you. They will not charge you unless they win your case. They win a lot of cases. They are a booming business because of it. Remember 612- TSR time 612 TSR time. Thanks also to all energy solar reminder that uh, it can help you in so many ways. Financially, it can increase the value of your home. It can increase your resale sale value it can save you money up front. It can save you money over the course of uh, the next 10, 20, 30 years. Uh, the average increase in resale value is somewhere between $4,000 and $6,000 for each one kilowatt of power you add through solar. Uh, you get 100% return on your solar investment upon your home sale homes with solar often sell faster than those without most of these warranty systems are warrantied for 25 to 30 years uh, and it will start saving you money immediately and it even saves you money if you have to take out a loan to buy this to go to allenergysolar.com and buy their solar panels it will probably cost you less paying off the loan than it will paying your regular electric bills it's also better for our environment it means you're not you get paying money for Russian oil or Saudi oil. It's good for America. So just go to All Energy Solar, allenergysolar.com and check that out. You know what? We're going to uh, we'll get to the Manscaped ad later. I don't think that's the right ad to do in the midst of a serious uh, discussion here. So let's get back to it. Oh, well, John, very quickly, tell us about the Head Flyer, uh event September 30th.
1: Yeah, September 30th at Head Flyer uh, in Northeast Minneapolis, Great Brewery, Great Beers. Uh we will have a, a live show of the John Krasinski show. Uh Dane Moore is going to stop by. Um, there'll be uh prizes, there will be kind of gifts given out, uh t-shirts and perhaps some some game tickets and things like that. But um we will come out. It's a it's a Friday night, so probably starting somewhere we, we'll have a little bit more specifics on it but we'll record probably from 7 p.m to around 8 p.m or so the live show we will also do you know we, dane and i and jim and brandon and everyone will be there early on um maybe 5 5 30 uh hanging out talking wolves getting uh getting excited for the season to start so everyone is welcome to come out and and participate in the show we'll take live questions um you you know we'll uh we'll do some drawings for some prizes and just have a good time it'll be one week into training camp we'll have a lot of things to talk about and so hopefully you all can join us september 30th at head flyer brewing in the evenings probably starting around 5 30 with a recording starting at 7 p.m
0: good stuff uh chris listen uh, you're you are the expert you're the person most in, in, impacted by all this so i i want you to feel free to take this in any direction you want but just you know, what strikes me is we've seen Justin Thomas, we've seen Tori Hunter, we've seen Andrew Shaw, we've seen so many athletes, so many public figures, you know, be willing to use homophobic slurs, and I don't know whether I'm more disgusted by it or shocked that people are dumb enough to do this. Uh, you know, I mean, I would think that, and you know, Anthony Edwards, he works in, in an organization you know, that features the links. Uh, there are a lot of gay people who work in the links. They've had a transgender athlete. Uh, it, it, I'm just I'm kind of shocked that even if he is a homophobe, that he would be dumb enough to use the language. <laughs>
2: um, you, you never you never really know. Right. Um, that's that's one thing that this job you, you you tend to you've learned throughout doing this job is. The people that we cover sometimes you, you never you never quite know who they are or what attitudes they hold. You, you like to think that they're a certain way, and I think there are people around Ant who are insistent that you know he it, this is not who he is. Um, that this was just a this is a very dumb dumb immature mistake, but this is this is not reflective of who he is as a person. Um, and that's on him now going forward to prove that, um, you know, he's got to own this and, and, and learn from it as, as it pertains to homophobic language and sports in general, this is, this is why, (laughs) you know, in my life, I encounter a lot of people who, when I tell them I'm a sports writer, like if I'm in a gay bar and I tell somebody I'm a sports writer, their first thought is like, really? Like. How? Why? <laughs> because not a lot of uh, uh, LGBTQ people uh, feel welcome in the sports world. And you know, thinking back to my own experiences growing up, where did I hear the most sexist and homophobic language? It was usually in a locker room setting or on a on a team bus or or something like that. It's just something about sports culture that tends to bring out some of these some of these more negative tendencies in, in, in men, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but that's where you heard this stuff growing up. You hear it on the, on the grade school playground too, or things like that, but sports were the, were the avenue where you would hear the anti-gay slurs the most um, for whatever reason that, that being gay is seen as being weak, quote unquote. And that has no place in the sports world. At least that's, you know, kind of what you're, what you're led to believe growing up. Um, So it's just traditionally been an unsafe space for LGBTQ people to, to enter. So why even bother entering? Like why now, if you're, if you're somebody who's gay and you like basketball, like it's going to be very hard for you to attend the Timberwolves game. And when Anthony Edwards, you know, goes up for a big dunk or hits a big three, it's, it might be hard. To to join the rest of the arena in a full throat cheer, standing ovation for him. Um, it's because always in the back of your mind, it, it could be lurking what he what he said and how he may really feel about people like you.
1: Yeah, and, and Chris, I wanted to kind of get a little bit off, piggyback off of that a little bit. We've you have seen a ton, I've seen a ton of responses that are kind of hey this isn't a big deal what's the problem here with you know the, with the comments in specific now some of them are clearly just trolls that are you know trying to get a rise and 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 are bad faith actors but i do think there there might be some value in discussing the content itself and why this is a big deal you know you've seen some people say well the kind of one of the primary words that he used technically is not a slur because right. it's used, right. you know, it's used all the time. Um, it's in LGBTQ plus like it, it, that, that word Correct. is in there. But from my perspective, I'll just say like, when you listen to the context of it and how it's delivered mm-hmm. and the tone and everything, it's clear that it's meant to be used derogatorily. But I want you to kind of, you know, give your perspective on that as well in terms of responding to people saying, I don't, you know, why is this a big deal? Because of that, you know, because that word is not technically a slur. He didn't use the F word as the, as the slur. So,
2: right. And, and to your point, context, absolutely 100% matters in this situation. Tone of voice matters, how it's used matters. Um, the word itself is not the problem. It's it's how it was used. Mm-hmm. That that is a hundred percent correct. And anybody that can look at that video and say, Oh, that's that's not a problem. Like yeah. I'm sorry, that's just that's just the complete wrong interpretation. You do not have a leg to stand on there. It it is absolutely the tone of voice and how it's used. If somebody was walking down the street and addressed me like that, I would get very defensive and or have my guard up because that's an insult. I take that. I would take that as an insult. Um, and I, I think, you know, what, what, what maybe hurts the most is, is, you know, it's, I, I can't imagine this was the first time Anthony Edwards has seen gay men on a sidewalk. Um, right. I just, I just, I would like to, to maybe ask him why he felt the need to pull out his phone, record them, make, make a comment and then upload it to his Instagram. Um, I, I, I just, I I would like to know what, what was in his head at that moment. Um, and why he thought maybe that was funny. Um, you know, was he trying to get a laugh on social media over that? Um, you know, but the context of it all, and then the line afterwards, you know, he said, uh, look what this, look what the world's come to or something along those lines, like, you know, that's something that you, you, you hear in in the gay community, you know, and people are just out there living their lives and expressing themselves how they want. They dress a certain way. Um, and you know, throughout their lives, you know, I'm guessing those people he was filming have faced similar comments like that in their lives and kudos to them for being out there and being themselves and being free out in public, even at the risk of somebody recording them and trying to make fun of them on Instagram.
1: The other thing that, um, that I've heard a lot of and that I'm actually, I'm, I'm trying to consider and be open-minded about and empathetic about is like, Hey, he's young, he's 21. He's just, you know, he's, he's still got a lot to learn and figure out. Um, from my perspective, I do look at, you know, while you're growing up and you're having your worldviews and you're trying to to kind of figure things out and you're understanding what's acceptable and what's not there's there certainly is room for growth there's room for personal reflection and room for you know maybe having views or thoughts when you were when you're very young versus you know learning about the impact of those views and thoughts or even just expanding your worldview and meeting more people of a different community and understanding that hey these guys are are not different than me or the, and, and so I think there is something maybe to that. And if if I'm looking at this and trying to look for glimmers of, of hope or of, of optimism or whatever, I personally am saying, hopefully this is an opportunity that maybe Ant really has, you know, is, is forced to reflect on who and on, on these thoughts and why he has them and, and what he's thinking about and maybe he can grow and evolve from this. Is that thinking too much? Is that being too hopeful? Or what do you no, think on, no, on just adding? I think
2: that's things? I think that's exactly what I what I hang my hat on in this situation is that he is still very young. That, you know, maybe maybe he didn't have a lot of gay people in his life, or doesn't have a lot of gay people in his life on a regular basis. Or you know, I, I that's that's kind of where I'm at. And and that's why I think it's important to learn from this to show that you've learned from this. Um, You know, one of the things I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but going back to Kobe Bryant for a second, I think when he was fined for using an anti-gay slur, it was in 2011 thereabouts. Mm -hmm. Um, But as time went on, I think there was one famous instance of him on Twitter where somebody was using that slur and he went on Twitter and kind of said, Hey, buddy get this word out of your vocabulary now. Yeah. Like, you know, like even something as small as that, where like, it can, you know, show he's learned or or calls people out or, or, you know, those, those small actions can mean a lot. Um, so I do hang my my head on the fact that he's 21, that he can learn from this. Um, and that maybe, you know, as, as he, (laughs) as he enters this world of fame and, and, meeting a lot of different people uh, in this stage of his life that, you know, maybe he's open to more perspectives and, and sees how, how things can impact people.
1: I do think, um, like you said, we, we never really know these people. Um, my read on Ant is that he is um, aware of public sentiment. He likes to be liked um that it if he is getting it really hard right now if he's getting criticism if sponsors are asking him hard questions if 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 fans are 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 kind of seeing some backlash on social media or whatever i think that he will take that at least into account that's that's what i'm again maybe what i'm hoping but just in in the way that i've seen him interact i think he'll process this whether he does what he needs to do and goes forward, we'll see. But I, I don't think that this is going to be a case where he says, man, all these guys are overreacting and I'm just going to do me. At least I hope not. I don't know what, yeah, what you think on that, yeah. on that side. I, I,
2: I feel that. I, I feel that. But I, I hope that the desire to remedy this situation doesn't come from a potential loss of his Q rating and or sponsorship. Yes. I hope that I hope that the authentic, that it's an authentic, Oh shoot, I really messed up here and I want to fix, I want to fix this. I want to do right by this situation. I hope that's the motivation and not the, I might lose millions of dollars in sponsorship deals. Um, you know, so, and I think you might be able to see that in terms of how it's handled and the response to it. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I think that's where the motivation has to start for this to, to, for him to really get on the path to making this right again.
0: Question for both of you. What's the, what's the proper punishment for either the league or the team?
1: Well, I mean, what we've seen so far, the precedent of this is that um, it's a fine and, you know, Ray's Rondo was suspended, but that was in game directed toward an official, right, Chris? So, yes, yes. Um, it was. So I think that, Generally speaking, it seems like, you know, unless it is hurled at a specific person within a game, um, you know, w- within a league setting and all of that, um, it, it seems like it's a fine. This probably feels like I I would be surprised if he were suspended at all for for this. This is a outside the game kind of thing. It doesn't it doesn't reduce the harm or the hurtfulness of it. But my guess is is that he will get fined for this and 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 that will be the extent of it. What do you think, Chris?
2: Yeah, I think that's where it's headed. Um, I think um, it would seem unfair in some ways given the past transgressions if he were suspended. Um I don't know, you know, I don't know. Um, i I feel like a fine would be would be appropriate, but whether he's fined or suspended, it doesn't it doesn't really change how he's going to have to move forward with this um the degree of punishment to me is is almost irrelevant to how he uh responds to this personally moving forward
0: i'd love to see uh, a constructive punishment i mean fine him that's fine you know he's rich it's not going to make a dent uh, i'd like to see a constructive punishment such as having him uh star in you know some kind of of
2: psa or something like that you know?
0: You know, I mean, an advertisement, uh, something, you know, where he's out there saying, not only did I make a mistake, I made a mistake that really hurt people. This language is, you know, this kind of language is is harmful. Uh, This kind of lack of awareness is harmful. I'd like to see him do something that might actually swing some of these people who are responding on social media uh, who don't seem to get that it's hurtful. You know, may, I mean, I, I'd like to see him do something where he accepts full responsibility personally, you know, not just a, a statement that could have been written by somebody else, where it's his face, his voice trying to, you know, make this better.
2: Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And, 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 you know, like I said, every year the Timberwolves uh, do have a Pride Night. Um, you know, last year, for instance, I think the only person that was on the team that recorded a PSA during the game was Chris Finch. Um, we didn't really see any, anything from any other players. Um, so that could be an opportunity in and around pride night for him to really be active and and do some things that, that could, uh, you know, help put this behind him and, and help everybody move forward.
1: Well, and, and this is probably naive of me, but like, Ideally, for me, it's not a punishment. It's not the NBA Adam Silver saying, "Aunt, you have to do this." It's Anthony Edwards saying, "Man, like I see the response. I I am starting to understand. You know how I have hurt a, a bunch of people to a very um deep level, and I have to engage proactively in that. And I have to I have to look at." you know, at, at, at changing this up and, and doing this differently. I mean, like Chris said, you know, earlier about the Andrew Shaw thing about the, the ambassador thing. um, I I think that it has the danger of seeming to be, have motivation of I'm going to do this for the optics of it just to, just so my sponsors or people will get off my back about it. And if it's, if it's kind of forced upon him, Versus, if he is kind of sitting back these last couple of days and and seeing the reactions and saying, uh, "I got to take a look into this and I've got to I've got to make this right myself," that's what I would hope. Now, maybe maybe that's thinking too too much and and putting you know putting too much uh, uh, hope in, in in any individual, um, not just specifically Anthony Edwards, but that's that's the way I would view that part of it.
0: So gentlemen, we've, uh, you know, we, I think we've covered this at least, you know, to the point where we've gotten a lot of thoughts out of both of you. I appreciate the time. And, and, do you want to throw in some basketball thoughts or should we just save that for yeah. another another day?
1: Sure. Let's get a couple in there. We, you know, I, we, 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 uh, we haven't had Chris on the pod before. And so it's a shame that we just bring him <laughs> on for, for just something like this. We might as well, right. uh, you, you know, use his basketball knowledge as well. And, and, uh, and, and try and finish on a, on a, on a better note. So So let's
0: let's do that. Um, so, so you've both been covering the team for a while. Nobody's been covering the team as long as John, of course, because he's a a glutton for punishment. Uh, but (laughs) you've both been covering the team a while. You both know the team very well. Uh, when you gauge for me, the optimism locally versus some pessimism nationally, where do you think the barometer should be for this team? Let's start with Chris.
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a good way of putting it. I th- I think you know I think people are more optimistic in general locally, and more pessimistic because of how costly that trade was nationally. Um, and, and the way I would put it to people is like, look, you have to realize that the, <laughs> the Timberwolves and their fan base have not experienced a lot of success in their in their existence. So when you see a push like this that could potentially get them back to the Western Conference Finals, which is as far as they've gone in franchise history it creates a lot of excitement in the fan base and there's going to be very high expectations moving forward. I don't think that's changed over the summer. Um, I, for one, I'm just very much looking forward to how all these pieces are going to fit together. I actually am am excited to see how Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert navigate this new uh, partnership, this new kind of twin tower partnership that that they have. I think in some ways their games can be very complimentary. I just, I am very curious to see how the spacing issues are going to work out, <laughs> how how the offensive roles are going to break down, how the defensive roles are going to break down. What does that scheme look like? Um, there's so many questions, but I, it's kind of fun. It's it's fun to cover um, a team that has high expectations that could be really good. So I'm, you know, just from a basketball standpoint, just very much looking forward to, to getting the season underway in a month or so.
1: Yeah, and I think like um, – w- one of the things that feels different to me uh, for this team with these fans right now is there seems to be a level of trust and faith in all the layers of the organization that just hasn't been there before. And I know Tim Connolly is still very new to this, but when you look at go bear trade when you look at kyle anderson when you even look at just some of the guys that they've brought in kind of for 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 non-guarantees luca garza and 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 uh, eric pascal for the two-way like there there's a level of um competence and and trust in the front office's decision making and ability to execute a plan and then there is a, a high level of trust in Chris Finch's ability as a coach and his staff's ability to implement their schemes and their systems and put players in the right positions to maximize their strengths and minimize their weaknesses, as Tibbs likes to put it. And then finally, I do think that you know prior to these last couple of days, the, the enthusiasm for Anthony Edwards and really just for this roster in general... Is is pretty high from just a fan base level. And um, forever and ever, there have always been real questions about so many different facets of the organization, whether it's ownership, whether it's um, whoever is in the front office, if it's, you know, David Kahn, if it's Gerson Rosas, if it's Flip Saunders, even like whoever's there, if it's Tibbs. Um, sometimes it's the coach that isn't working, it's Rambus, it's, you know, it's Whitman, it's, it's, it's things like that. And there's not a lot of trust in there. And sometimes it's the players. They just know either aren't good enough or, or aren't, or aren't doing enough for it. And, and going into this season, uh, it just seems like there is an uncommon faith that this organization is on solid footing from a leadership perspective. And I do think that that changes kind of the tenor of the way that this team has followed and the way that, you know, people are, are excited for things. And so it's, it's definitely a unique uh, feeling and a unique buzz in the air um, that, you know, that I haven't really felt around this team for quite a while.
0: All right, let's do this. Uh, We are going to let John embarrass himself publicly once again, by reading a manscaped ad, and then we'll get a final (laughs) thought from uh, Chris and John. My favorite part of the podcast. Oh, it's, uh, it's the best.
1: <laughs> All right, here we go. Smooth sack summer is slowly coming to an end. <laughs> Fellas, if you haven't been escaping for the summer sun, it's not too late to sweep your sack of those pesky pubes. As summer comes to an end, we enter fall. Keep your boys clean and fresh just in time for the fresh ball fall. The leader in below the waist grooming is here to make sure your pubes feel smoother than a beach ball and smell fresher than your girl's pumpkin spice. Start the new season the right way and join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code athletic at manscaped.com. The Manscaped performance package 4.0 has everything you need to keep your sweet sweet sack in check inside this package you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer the weed whacker ear hair and nose hair trimmer crop preserver ball deodorant crop reviver toner performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold your goodies the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology did i mention this trimmer is waterproof too Whether you're hopping in the shower or hitting up the lake, this razor will devour even the strongest pubes. Keep yourself groomed from head to toe with their Shears 2.0, a luxury nail grooming kit. This kit includes stainless steel nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code ATHLETIC at MANSCAPED.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code ATHLETIC at MANSCAPED.com.
0: Never disappoints. All right. Let's get a final thought from John and then Chris on anything you like.
1: Yeah, I'll just find out. I, I just want to say thanks to Chris for coming on and 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 sharing um, his perspective. It's super valuable. And I do think it helps readers who are trying to get their minds around what is important here and what we should be paying attention to. Um, so uh, that's that's been hugely valuable. Chris is a good friend and and a great reporter. And so we have a lot of respect for, for all of his, his views on this front. And, um, and finally, I just hope that, you know, that aunt kind of uses this as a way to really reflect on himself and, and to start kind of examining uh, some of the views that he's had, and maybe it opens his eyes to some of the work that he has to do on himself personally to get to a spot where he's not um, having these views or having these feelings. And, we can go forward and and look back in a few years and say this was a real turning point for him. So that's my hope.
2: Yeah. One thing that, one thing that I would want to say is, you know, going back to something I said earlier, Anthony Edwards is not being quote unquote canceled Mm -hmm. right now. Um, He has some work to do when it comes to remedying the situation, but if he shows that this is not who he is, that if he, you know take steps to to repair the damage that he has done there will be there is no canceling um you know or, or whatever you want to call it um this hopefully like john said will be a a time we look back on and is a learning moment for him and hopefully hopefully and maybe this is the overly optimistic side of me but hopefully maybe some good eventually comes out of this situation and that maybe it forges stronger bonds between the timberwolves and ants and the LGBT community. So, maybe that again, maybe that's me being overly optimistic, but uh, you know, I got to cling on to something.
0: <laughs> well, I hope you're right, and uh, I appreciate Everything you said during this podcast, I really I appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate your openness and uh, honesty and insightfulness uh, here, John. Good work getting Chris on the pod. Uh, hey, good show, gentlemen. Appreciate it. I am definitely looking. I hope Ant uh, reforms, but I, I am also really looking forward to spending a lot of time around you guys uh, during this Timberwolves season. This this actually should be fun.